this, uh, this is one of those homilies where everyone might be mad at me when I'm done, if I don't do it right. Um, so just a caveat, caveat at the beginning, that's not my goal, okay? Um, the Lord, I don't get to pick the readings. They just, they just, you know, the church picks them and then I've got to preach on them. But the Lord is admonishing us very, very specifically today. And, and so I think we have to look at it. But we, what's important is, as I'm preaching, if you begin to say to yourself, oh, I know who he's talking about, you're getting it all wrong. That's just a hint. So the goal is, as, as, as we're going through this, um, to reflect, okay, how could that be me? How could that be me? That's the goal. All right. So the Lord begins with, you know, his parable with how can a blind person guide a blind person? Right? Imagine a busy intersection and you're blind and somebody else comes up to you and says, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, Travis, I'll help you cross the street. And Travis says, well, I'm blind. He says, don't worry, I'm blind too. <laughs> It'll be fine. We're in this together. Right? A blind person leading another blind person, just the, physi the physiology of it, right? Obviously, we get that. That makes sense. Of course, what the Lord is talking about is something deeper than physical blindness. Right? He's talking about somebody who has an inability to see their own faults, trying to help somebody else with their faults. A person who cannot see or will not see. Right? There's, there's sometimes two different things or at the same time, this both, which is they cannot see their faults or they refuse to look at their faults. And therefore, for such a person to help somebody else with their faults, the Lord says, doesn't make any sense. It's the blind leading the blind. And then again, these, these sayings are kind of familiar, right? Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but you cannot see the beam in your own eye? Why is it that we can so easily see other people's faults, but we cannot see our own? It's a common, it's a problem I think all of us struggle with. Some of us more than others, you know, but it's easy to become critical of other people. It's easy to, uh, to judge other people, judge their motives, judge their actions, judge their heart. But the criticism of other people, when uh, somebody said to me recently, um, well, I don't like the fact that so many people go to communion. You know, back in the old days, not as many people went to communion, but now everybody goes to communion. And I said, it's none of your business. Well, that's kind of a hard thing to say to somebody, but it's true. It's none of your business. It's not your business. Who goes to communion and who doesn't? It's probably mine a little bit, a little bit, but it's that person's business and it's God's business, right? Or other things. Well, those people didn't genuflect with the right knee when they got into the, they genuflected with the left knee. None of your business, stay out of it. By the way, this is what I do to correct myself. This is what I say in my head. I don't know if this is helpful, but when the criticism in my head starts to brew, I say, it's none of your business. You don't know. You just don't know. You don't know what they're going through. 
Maybe they had a bad day, you know. Maybe, who knows, maybe they're having a bad life. <laughs> maybe they're having a bad year. You don't know, and it's none of your business. If they choose to make it your business, if they ask, okay, well, then you can help. But we get into other people's business so easily and think we know better for them, you know, what's best for them, what they ought to be doing. And the Lord is very clear. Stop. Look at your own being. Look at your own problems. Look at your own sufferings. And one of the things that I found um, is oftentimes the person who is more critical, the most critical, is often the person who has the most beams or the biggest beams in their own eye. There seems to be a correlation because the, the people who are less critical tend to be people who know their faults acutely. They know what's wrong with them and they're aware of it. They know their own sufferings. They know all the, all the things that they've been through and they're working on it. But it also motivates them to be less harsh with other people. I think we're, we're living at a particular time right now where people are very, very harsh with each other, very hard on each other, right? Those stupid Democrats. I'm just seeing who's laughing. Those stupid Republicans, you know, those stupid, I don't know, whatever, you know. Uh, whoever, you know, we, we kind of look at. Um, I mean, that's the easy one, right, with that polarization politically. And, you know, without going off on a tangent, it's okay to have disagreements. But we, we're really harsh. We're really hard on people. And I think that this is something we, we, we ought to look at. You know, and it's, well, it's clearly something the Lord says we ought to look at. First, look at yourself. First, look at yourself, he says. So what can happen, and he talks about trees bearing good fruit and bad fruit. When I was in, uh, we lived in Chandler through high school. And I remember we moved into the house and there were a bunch of citrus trees. And coming from Wisconsin, there's no citrus trees in Wisconsin. There's just beer and bratwurst trees. And uh, so it was kind of a new thing that there's citrus trees in our front yard, you know. And there's this one orange tree. And I remember when the, the oranges were growing and we're like, this is great, oranges in our front yard. It was wonderful. And then they, you know, we, well, they started to fall and we harvested them and tried them and they were awful. It was one of those orange trees. It was like a fake orange tree. And I remember thinking, this, you know, this is good for nothing. You just burn the thing down. Because now we got to pick up all this rotten fruit that we can't use for anything. It was a bad, in our estimation, it was a bad tree. Well, what can happen for the human person uh, with virtue can also happen with vice. Okay, so if we're going to become more virtuous in one particular area, let's say a person wants to become more honest. They want to grow their virtue of honesty. Well, the only way to get there is to what? Practice truthfulness, telling the truth. And if you do that over and over and over and over, you couldn't even conceive of telling a lie because you've you become so, uh, so sort of ordered to truthfulness that just within your psyche, telling, telling a falsehood is, is kind of beyond you. So you've attained the virtue of honesty. 
Well, the same thing can happen with vice. A person can become vicious. They can grow in vice. And let's use this one. If it's, if it's being critical with other people, the more that a person becomes critical with other people, the more they just sort of become a critical person, a judgmental and harsh person. They kind of become a person other people don't want to be around. They become what you know, might be known as a toxic person. And so for ourselves then, I think what we ought to look at then tonight is, okay, do I embody any of this behavior? Right? How am I at school? How am I with my siblings? How am I, if I'm an old person, you know, older person, how am I in town? How am I with other people? Do I become a vicious person? Do I become critical? Do I become a tree that is not bearing good fruit? Do I become a tree that other people sort of look at and don't really want to be around? Don't really see a lot of use for? Or am I the opposite? And, you know, when we look at this stuff, it's, it's just important to be honest with ourselves. And it's okay. You know, it's okay if we look at ourselves and say, I'm not very good in this area. I'm pretty critical. I can be really hard on other people, and yet, yeah, it's not good. I wish I could change it. The good news is we can change it. The good news is we can change any of this, but we can't change it if we're not honest. Right? It always begins with honesty about ourselves, looking at ourselves. Have I become a person in this way that I don't really like? Be honest with ourselves and then say, okay, well, now I know what the problem is. It's me. By the way, it's not everyone else. By the way, here's the secret. It's never everyone else. It's always us. We are the problem. You are the problem in your life, and I'm the problem in my life. You might say, well, no, I can blame other people. It doesn't help. It never helps. We have to take possession of the beam in our own eye. And with the Lord's help, rip it out so that we can be healed first. And then through the Lord's grace, we're healed of that, just like any other vice. And then we can help. But you know what happens is then we become a good tree, so to speak. We become a tree that, that people say, well, there's good fruit there. Maybe I, maybe I can talk to her about my issues. Maybe I can talk to him about my problems. We become somebody who's life-giving, who people want to be around and rejoice with. And so... Honesty about ourselves, and then courage to change. Honesty and courage. Please stand.